The views and opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of this station, JVC Broadcasting, Management, or its sponsors. Healthy Lifestyle with Lorianne is brought to you by Northwell Health. Visit them online at northwell.edu. Welcome to Healthy Lifestyle. I'm Lorianne Castia. Our goal here at Healthy Lifestyle is to inspire, educate, and empower you to fulfill a healthy, emotional, spiritual, and physical life so you can feel empowered to live the life you have always wanted and dreamed. Yes, it's been a very challenging uh, few months indeed, and uh, getting ourselves back in, slowly but surely creeping out and enjoying each other's company, that's a, a big smile on all of our faces. So feeling very um, connected and healthy, healthier by doing that. I'm sure you all do as well. So today I thought, why not have somebody on who is the epitome of health? Um, they uh, have a farm and uh, really go around teaching people a lot about vegetables and how to eat healthy, healthily. And I want to thank our guest and, and say welcome, Jennifer Ross, for coming on from Heartbeat Farms. And um, I'm so excited to have you on today. Thank you for joining us. Thank you very much for having me. A good friend of both of ours, Kevin Brown um, from Long Island Microgreens, introduced us and uh, said how wonderful you are. And now I totally understand why he was gushing about you. Thank you, Kevin. Yeah. Oh, Kevin's the best, isn't he? <laughs> yes. Yeah, we love Kevin. So he's been on the show as well. So so you have an, uh, an incredible background, and we have a lot of similarities, too, because you're a marketing business, business strategist as well. You're one of very few people who are strategists and not consultants. They're entirely different animals. So... Um, so you went from doing that in your career at uh, J.P. Morgan, right? Yep. And um, what eventually happened? What what happened that had you evolve into um, doing what you're doing now with your farm? I started volunteering at um, Hobbs Farm in Center Ridge. Sure, Center Ridge, yeah. And um, actually... I was actually helping, just to back up, I was helping to launch the Whole Foods in Lake Grove. And one of the things that they wanted to do was reach out to the local community. So I did some research online, and I found this farm in Center Reach. I grew up in Hotesville. Never knew there was a farm in Center Reach. Oh, sure, yeah. Hobbs is well-known. So I had to reach out. Um, went there, met everyone, was totally inspired by what they do. They donate food to food pantries. Yep. And... Um, so I started, you know, besides hooking them up with Whole Foods and they started receiving some donations from Whole Foods, I started getting involved in the farm, volunteering. My kids, my youngest, who's now 13, started there at three. Wow. So it's been a while. They kind of grew up um, helping at Hobbs Farm. Um, we took over and helped with the farm stand there. And I just really made this, I never knew I had such a passion for agriculture and just how things grow and you know how you how you know you're birthing life basically um, when when you're growing and just that connection to where our food comes from. It was sure. totally inspired by that volunteer time at Hobbs Farm. Well, a lot of people don't realize it. You know, they they go through life and we just get that processed food. And I'm not an advocate of it. Matter of fact, um, in the grocery stores, the food that generally are all live food is on the external part portion so all the outside walls of a grocery store is all the the live food what we call live food all the stuff on the the shelving in the middle that's all 
produced and overproduced and boxes, cans. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. They're, they're processed, so not yep. as good for you, right? Correct, not as good. So let's talk about some of the things that you do. I know you you teach children, and you have in the past. You've taught children uh, the magic about growing food and getting them inspired and sparking those interests. Um, I love the story about the mint. Okay, so we. You know, when I was hosting field trips at Hobbs Farm through Heartbeat Farms, we we'd always have students from you know all different schools coming to visit, and you we think it's obvious that you know things you know I know things don't come from a can or a box, but a lot of kids have no clue sure. because they're they're not they don't have access to that type of food. So we always brought them around some of the raised beds and we would let them taste right from the bed which was also something they were like doesn't it have to be washed and we're like no you can actually taste the leaf and one of the things we always give them give them to taste is the mint leaf and when they taste it it's like a very significant taste sure and then all of a sudden they're like mint's an actual plant it's not an artificial flavor yeah. <laughs> and you know you're it but that's such a powerful message sure when you hear something like that and you've just made that connection for that child. Yeah. And that is kind of what I live for. Those many connections that happen that really inspire a, a kid and, and make them realize that that connection to food, real food, not a box or an artificial flavor or whatever else that they're getting, unfortunately. There's a different feeling. Don't you get it? Uh, do, do you get this feeling? It's it's very grounding when you're actually planting a seed and watching it grow into a plant, and then all of a sudden it's food, and that's food that you're putting on your table. It, it's really exciting. It's like when you when you build something yourself or, or create something yourself. Um, although you're you're not necessarily creating it, you're helping it survive right yep, yep that's exciting right hugely exciting yeah. I mean I think one of my favorite times in the process of growing is in the greenhouse or in your hoop house or in whatever you're doing during hoop house what's a hoop house hoop house is basically an unheated greenhouse oh. so it's basically you know where you can start your seeds but you just don't have heat in it got it so which most people have that versus a heated greenhouse so in the spring, the early spring, when you start seeding, and then when you start seeing life well, happen, sprouts, yeah. it is it's overwhelming because you've just birthed life, yeah. and and then when you see them develop, I always take pictures of the little development. Um, it's it is an amazing feeling, you know, and then the fact that you're actually going to produce food off of this that people that you know people can get access to. That very empowering, yeah. Without it, without a doubt. So, how did the heartbeat, and that's B E E T, as in the vegetable? How did Heartbeat brand start? How did that happen? So, I had been contemplating doing something on my own, and I had been looking at some greenhouses, um, and I was trying to think of a name for it. And I, I was sitting down with a friend, and we we were like doodling some things, and. Um, I was playing with the word, like the words heart and beat, and then he just drew these characters. And it's actually in the book, we have the original oh, image. Yeah, I see the root for root um, for the beat. Yes, in in our comic book for kids, there were the original, the original napkin drawing was in there, my friend Tim. And he drew these little heart and beat characters, and then all of a sudden, I saw the light. I was like, you know, yes. I, I just realized that that's what, you know, I needed characters to help 
solidify this message and really connect with kids on a different level. So we came up with these two little characters. Um, and then we had a 12-year-old. Actually, at the time he was 12. He's now 20 or 21. Oh, don't do the math. Don't do the math. That's not nice. He actually took those original images and drew out heart and beat. And then we had it digitized after that. Um, and he, we came up with these themes in the comics about um, you know drinking water and what does organic mean? Because when you ask a child what organic means, they'll usually say, or an adult, it means healthy. Well, it doesn't mean that. So, you, you know, so these comics just explain little little questions around health and wellness. Um, and then we use those comics to help teach kids both in school and at the farm about how to make healthier food and drink choices. I love this comic book. Is It's like Beat Wants to Know. Yes. And it's, it's adorable. And it has really questions that both children and adults want to know alike. Yep. So, you know, things like what does organic mean? A lot of people are confused with organic, right? So, so let's talk about the definition of organic, right? There's certified organic and there's organic. So so organic in general means that you're not growing with any um, synthetic pesticides or any chemicals in that way. Right. Um, when you, and a lot of kids will answer, well, it means healthy food. Yes, if it's not growing with pesticides and chemicals, right. it will be healthier for you, but it, it doesn't mean it's healthy per se. Um a farm that is using the term organic farm or organic produce is usually they have to be certified organic. So they are like they, they've done the paperwork, you know, they've passed whatever tests, they're certified organic. But there are other farms like ours that are organically growing. So we don't have a certification, but we are using every organic method there is. And anyone, we usually sign a, a farmer's pledge and anyone can visit the farm and learn about our practices and do their own due diligence at our farm. Right. Um, we just don't go through, we don't have the funding and, and go through the paperwork to actually get certified. The certification, yeah. yeah. But there's there are different things because some people will put organic on their, their brands in the grocery store. And um, they may or may not be 100% organic, but they are allowed to use it. Um, that's why coming out to your farm, where is your farm located? Right now, I actually, I transitioned from Center Reach. Um, I was at Hobbs Farm. I leased 1.2 acres in the back and fully developed that. I've donated that back, all the equipment and everything back to Hobbs Farm so they can continue their mission. And I downsized a little bit. I have a large organic garden in Smithtown. It's at the Smithtown Historical Society, um, where I I can do some more intimate one-on-one, -on -one, you know, really just harvest for a customer. I love right. your garden to bag program, yeah. right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. So basically um, customers book a time, especially with COVID going on. Um, it works well. Um, they can book a time on certain days and they come down with their reusable bags and myself or one of our interns will literally harvest whatever they want, goes right in their bag only touched by you know one person with gloves, yeah. and you know exactly where your food is coming from. Yeah, and if you haven't had a farm-grown tomato or vegetable or what have you, it tastes entirely different than the ones that are gassed to make it look. And a lot of our vegetables in the local supermarkets have been preserved and gassed so that they get the color. So they, they kind of control when, when you get that that yep. tomato or what have you. And I, I bring tomatoes up a lot in this conversation because they're very, very uh, different. When you have this 
from a garden tomato, it has so much flavor. It's in, it's just packed full of flavor. Sometimes there's no flavor to the tomatoes you get at the grocery store. Not all, but some. Most. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you used even to, when it's organic. You were working you know. with um, Whole Foods and working with the local local farms to actually bring organic yep. food to, food yep. in, and and that must have been exciting. Working with yes, yeah. yes, absolutely. Because you can really positively impact so many people by doing what you do. Yep. Absolutely. So, so now you made a transition because you used to do this education in school, teaching children about eating healthy and gardening and, and the importance of healthy food, right? Yep. Um, and then you transitioned into actual farming. How, how did that transition happen? Um, well, the in-school programs were great, but it was just, you couldn't, you know... We were doing it actually during cafeteria time. Sure. So we, while the kids were actually relevantly eating, we were trying to teach them some of this stuff. Um, and then, unfortunately, a lot of the cafeteria times have been shortened and shortened. Yeah. Um, so I just knew that I could have more impact actually at the farm. And also, I wanted to fulfill some of my passions for actually growing, which I didn't, I couldn't do, you know, for these programs. So we actually transitioned. We still would go into schools, sure. but we did more of the programs at the farm where it really could have an impact and they can literally pick a vegetable or pick some mint and actually taste it. Yeah. And the real impact, <laughs> you know, was at the farm. It reminds me of when um, every Mother's Day I go out to the farms. Um, to get our annual plants with my son. And it's a tradition. That's what we do all the time. And we go to go pick out what plants we're going to plant in our garden every year. And as we're going through, he's eating, you know, trying just a leaf, but he's trying different plants tasting and his way tasting his way through these places. And I'm like, this is not lunch. We're supposed to be getting plants. And, and so, uh, but, but he would, he knew the different tastes and he's like, try this. And what do you think of this? And what do you, so being at the farm really kind of inspires one, doesn't it? It's yes. like going out and picking your own strawberries or picking your own peaches or there's just something different about it, right? Yeah, they... The, the connection is different. Like I said, I can bring vegetables into the school and let them taste some things, but it just, when it's coming right from what you, you really wanted to impact them with something right from the ground and the power of that taste. The, yeah, the visual too of it coming right off the plant yes. or right out of the ground yep. if you're doing beets or something yep. like that, we would, roots. Yeah, we would let them pick carrots and beets. and That's really cool. Yep. Picking carrots is really cool because all of a sudden you just see, you know, yep. I, I have, it's flashback to Bugs Bunny. <laughs> you get that. Don't do math again. We're gonna <laughs> gonna ask people not to do math today. So so um, what's what's Heartbeat Farms doing right now? So we have a lot going on. We have the Garden to Bag program that's just getting up and running. Um, we have we also do our farm to table soups, and we also introduce salsa and sauce. So. During our, our CSA that we used to do, we always would take one of the vegetables that we were and growing. And what's a CSA? A community-supported agriculture, yep. where you can buy a share at a farm, and you're helping the farmer, and it's an investment in a local farm. So I encourage everyone to be part of a local CSA if possible, especially right now. Although a lot of them are sold out right now, which is a great thing for the farmers. Really? Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Um, are there any local ones that people can look into? or um, How does one get involved with the CSA? 
Honestly, you can just, I would just Google in your local area to see what's available because a lot of new ones have popped up, especially on Long Island. Um, and, you know, try to support one as local to your home as possible. Um, I know sometimes it's a little harder in Nassau, but there's plenty out in Suffolk to support, you know, to support everyone. Um, so our farm-to-table soups, um, basically they're plant-based. It's like one vegetable. So we'll take, let's say, butternut squash, and, it, you know, we turn it into a soup. We have a chef who has a commercial kitchen, and he's really great at working with vegetables because you have to know your vegetables and your seasonings. And um, very healthy, very low sodium. So we've built that, and um, we've been doing a lot. During the winter months, we did a whole soup CSI, so people would be able to get... Um, fresh, healthy soups throughout the winter. They're all plant-based. Oh, that's that's exciting. Well, so help our, our listeners understand if they don't. What's what, Tell us the meaning of farm-to-table. Farm-to-table. <laughs> I love this term because basically, for me, it's taking either my produce or local produce right to the kitchen right. and creating whatever it is, a soup, a meal, etc. It's not processed. It, it hasn't yes. traveled around the world. Correct. <laughs> it hasn't sat in a warehouse. Right. It literally was picked off the farm yes. and brought there yes. to the table. I, I know uh, a lot of local restaurants are farm to table. And it's really it, it really changes the taste. Um, it's very fresh, but you have to cook it right away. Absolutely. And you're also supporting local farmers. I mean, we have to emphasize that here because the more you support them, the more local, organically grown produce that you're going to be able to see um, available to everyone on Long Island. Yes. And the Healthy Lifestyle is absolutely huge supporters of local farms. We, You definitely have to do that to keep them in business, keep them around. We have to support them. And keep yourself healthy. And keep yourself healthy. Yeah. There's a lot of... Um, um, scientists, scientific background or scientific data out there about eating healthy like that and that it really does change and it, it, you'll just see a difference within a week. Just give it a week and you'll be one, addicted to it and two, you'll feel so much better. So if we can, if you can cut out those processed foods, you're going to be, you're going to feel so much better. So, and have your beautiful glow, Jennifer. You have this gorgeous glow. Thank about you. you. So, so, um, so, so tell us, you know, we're, we're going to, we're going to take a break in a few minutes, but, but in a really brief way, tell us about your children's comic book, Root for the Beat. I love, love, love this comic book. It's so cute. So basically, it's a series of 13 comics that were drawn by a, a young student on Long Island and the messages are all about they're simple messages that you could work through with your children um, you just go through the comic and they're funny they're, they all have a little funny to them um, and then we have some actual images from the farm that relate to the comic and then you can go over to the website and get more you know you can explore that topic more with your children I love that the, so one of the things I like is if you could figure out how to make potato chips healthier can you please please <laughs> simple <laughs> actually use potatoes <laughs> good start <laughs> and a little bit of salt and you that's know, it that's all you need i have an air fryer can i make potato chips in an air fryer do you know probably yeah i'd have to consult with my chef <laughs> okay. could, could you get back to us on that because i love potatoes i love potato chips i love potatoes in every form possible but potato chips are so yummy but with all that oil it's it's uh not good michael's giving us a thumb up we love potato chips here on healthy lifestyle i don't know if that's a an oxymoron though 
So and and in the in the um, comic too, it says Beat wants to know, which I love it, and, and it's like what what type of squash is spaghetti squash, and how can you eat a spaghetti squash? So it's really informative and it's adorable. It's absolutely adorable. The the comics are really cute. Can can people get this book? Yes, it's available on Amazon through our website. Um, you just link over to Amazon and and you can order it right away. That that sounds good. And your website is Heartbeat Farms. Dot com. Dot com. Okay, that's great. So you are listening to Healthy Lifestyle with Lorianne, and uh, we are going to come back and continue speaking with Jennifer Ross from Heartbeat Farms, but we're going to take a, a little, little break, so don't go away. We'll be right back. Lifestyle with Lorianne is brought to you by Northwell Health. Visit them online at northwell.edu. Welcome back to Healthy Lifestyle. I'm Lorianne. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at healthylifestylewitha at gmail.com. You know we answer every question that you have, and your posts have helped us uh, with bringing on other guests. So if you have any ideas, let us know. We love to uh, bring people to the show that you want to hear from. Um, and of course, you can follow us on social media at Healthy Lifestyle with LA. Today, we are talking to Jennifer Ross from Heartbeat Farms, and that's Beat B-E-E-T, um, from heartbeatfarms.com. And um, she's just a visionary in her own right and, and bringing farm uh, to table. Um, but also, Jennifer, thank you for being on the show, by the way. Thank you. Welcome back. Um, also, you have a, a farm and you host a, a special farmer's market from Smith Haven Mall, right? Yes. So on yep. Thursdays from 4 Thurs- to 7? You got it. Yep. Yep. Yes, we. Um, so, I, how did that happen? Yeah. How did you launch that? Because this is this is your baby. <laughs> so, I used to have a mobile farm stand truck. So it was just our farm would go out to certain locations, and Smith Haven Mall was one of them. So I I built a great connection with them. I was not looking to do a farmers market. Um, the mall approached me um, a few months ago. They had the marketing manager saw that um, a Florida mall had been doing a drive through farmers market. So she sure. was like. What do you think of this? So I kind of sat on it. I talked to some vendors, including Kevin, um, to get their feedback on, would you want to participate in a drive through market? Kevin Brown from Long Island Microgreens. Yes. And they thought it was intriguing. And so... I said, okay, let's let's try this thing. The only the one thing that I wanted, the few things that I wanted though, if I was gonna pursue this was I wanted it to be a low vendor cost because people were, you know, there was so much going on with people's businesses and I didn't want to charge some very high vendor fee, especially right now with what's going on. And the other thing is I wanted those vendor fees to be donated to a local nonprofit. We really needed to get nice. back here. Yeah. Um, also, the drive-through concept, some people were like, how is that going to work? Um, 
the drive through actually, we did that for the first four you weeks. You roll down the windows. They just throw it in the window, right? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> just joking. Just totally Some joking. people would have liked that. But yeah, the cars would literally drive by um, each. They would stop at each stand. We had a line of over 200 cars the first two weeks. Um, we had some articles written about us. But it was a really great way to enforce social distancing. You know, the, all the vendors had masks and gloves. And most of the drivers had masks on as well. So it really helped you know, enforce what was going on. Love it. Um, and we're recently, we're this week, we're actually transitioning to a walkthrough market. You know, we're ready to make that transition. I think people want to get out of their cars now. Yes. Obviously, social distancing will be enforced throughout the you know entire market. Right. Um, both from the vendors, the volunteers, and the customers. But it's been very successful, and I think all the vendors are really excited that you know they're giving back. We're all giving back. And we're helping small business in a very real way. How many vendors do you have? We have 20 to 22. It sometimes varies. Some vendors sure. come once a month versus And what um, kind of products are we looking at? Everything from organic produce to farm-to-table soups to microgreens, honey, um, maple syrup, um, uh, plants, strawberries. Um, we have a bunch of uh, hummus, um, all sorts of all producers, local producers. So everyone's producing locally in in different types of commercial kit, kitchen settings, um, but a ton of different products. Ice cream we're introducing this week. Um, someone's making ice cream. Great. Um, so some you know I've been trying, and everyone is. We all we don't overlap in the types of vendors we're bringing in. So there's no competition. So it's one vendor per type yes. of product. Right. Understood. That's that's so good. And how long has this been going on since since May 21st? We launched every Thursday, four to seven p.m. And you're going through the summer into September, plan, October. That's the plan. So. Nice, nice. So you can go down the Smith Haven Mall on Thursdays from 4 to 7 and yep. slowly walk through 20 to 22 vendors and get some really, really good food. Yep. And how does uh, the Whole Food Market right across the street feel about this? Are they participating? They're not participating, um, but, you know, Whole Foods is... <laughs> supporting, you know what? We're all supporting the same mission. Absolutely. So, well, they support you know, Whole Foods supports local local uh, farms, and then you have the local vendors across the way, and uh, it's good exposure. and And they're open all week. Right. This is this is special to support local and and huge huge advocate of supporting locally. You got to support the the mom and pop shops. You got to support the local small farms. Um they do it from a passion, from a place of love and we're not adding um chemicals and things like that that really change how the food tastes one and to how your body reacts yeah. to it. So we have to really be mindful of that. Um so you know, and again in the first first part we talked about your root for the beat. Um, comic book that you can get on Amazon. So uh, it's Root, R-O-O-T, for the beat, B-E-E-T, play on words. It's adorable. Absolutely adorable. Would really be, uh, it's actually good for kids and adults alike because of the questions. A lot of us have those, those these questions are um, some of the ones that we have, like, you know, how do you make healthy potato chips. Did I mention that before, Jen? <laughs> I will get you that recipe. <laughs> so do you st are you still making the, the, the soups? Yes. And what kind of soups are available when you talk about it? Because the, the, um, the butternut squash soup sounds it's delicious. glorious. We'll yeah. have that at this week's market. Um, nice. We do a tomato soup. We do um, a uh, um, 
white bean chard. We use some beans in some of the soups, um, uh, lentil kale, um, um, carrot, ginger, uh, all sorts carrot of different. Ginger is always yeah. yummy. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> all of them are yummy. We experiment sometimes with different vegetables and bean combinations, um, but people really enjoy them. And most of the products coming right off of your farm? Most of them. Now, during some of the cooler months, we're sourcing as locally as possible from sustainable farms that I've connected with you know, over the years. Um, so it really just depends on what's in season at that time. So now I understand, little Barty told me this, that you have traveled to Central America and the Caribbean to learn about agriculture and stuff like that. It really got under your skin, didn't it? So uh, <laughs> tell us about those insp- those trips and you know what inspired you and why did you go on those trips? Chocolate. Um, well, yeah. <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm with you, girl. <laughs> you know, most people, again, don't think, you know, we were talking about mint. Most people don't think about chocolate as a plant. But it is a real plant. Sure. Unfortunately, we cannot grow it here, and I'm really upset about that. But I, I just I found some trips to about agriculture based to learn about chocolate. My first one was to Belize. Um, I went down by myself. Nice. Um, it was a group that I met down there. Most of them were from California, and we toured different farms in Belize, learning about cacao, which is the tree plant sure. that grows sure. chocolate. And then from there, I traveled. Um, I, there was a trip to Mexico. There was a trip to Grenada. Um, dragged my husband on our 20th wedding anniversary <laughs> to, to um, learn about cacao um, and um, and Dominican Republic. And all of these trips were really, you know, learning about cacao and chocolate, but then also learning about all the other agriculture. Because when you're traveling to... Um, countries like that, it's not a farm like we have here where you have rows of kale. You're walking into more of a rainforest that's thriving with vegetation. And speaking of eating your way through, you have these farmers with their machetes literally cutting down pineapples and, and mangoes and all, you know, and, and all these other different things that you never thought you could eat and just giving you tastes. And it is... You feel so alive. Yeah, yeah. You know, when my husband and I went to Grenada, we ate, we stayed actually in um, an Airbnb that was on this cacao farm. And they actually made their own chocolate right on the farm. So it was truly tree to bar. Wow. Um, And every day they made us um, breakfast and lunch and dinner off the they're off their land and from the sea. So we'd had fish. And it, I felt so good. Yeah. We felt so healthy just one week of being there. And we're healthy eaters normally, but just it was, you were so authentically healthy. And then we got to the airport and we had to grab something and we were back to this processed yeah. food. Ugh. But what a difference when yeah. you actually are living it, you know, on a farm, you know, in a foreign country. It was amazing. I can only imagine that that sounds so exciting. Um, I learned about cacao when my son went to Johnson and Wales. And one of the things they did for parents weekend is they had these different classes you could take. And one was cacao. We got to taste 17 different chocolates, which, by the way. Just so you know, that will put you off of chocolate for a very long time. I didn't eat chocolate for a very long time because I had like a chocolate. It's very intense. But what I learned that I thought was interesting, never knew this, knew this about coffee, should have been able to, you know, pay parlay it forward. But 
it depends. The chocolate tastes different depending upon depending upon the soil, what's around it. So it, it takes on flavors of the area. Yeah. And so that's why chocolate from different regions really make a difference. Yep. So like some of the chocolate in Hawaii have this really um, sugary uh, flavor because they're being grown. The chocolate plants, the cacao plants are grown right by the sugarcane. Yep. And it's really interesting. So when you were saying you're going through rainforest, rainforest cacao beans taste entirely different. And it's it's exciting to learn that. It really is. It's very exciting. And that's where you go between, you know, milk chocolate and dark chocolate and all the different, the 60%, 70%. And 80%. Oh my God, I got to a point where it was just like so chocolatey that it, it, it stuck to the roof of your mouth. Yep. So um, it's, it's, did you have that, that experience yourself? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. The farm itself, like you said, whatever else is growing, um, attributes of the soil, then the fermentation process, there's so many components that make up that taste yeah so when we're tasting that chocolate there's a whole history behind it and it kind of goes through a similar process to the to coffee beans yes. too because you have to dry it out and they have to make yep. sure it doesn't get any kind of um, water in there because if yep. it does it starts to mold and then they have to throw it out a lot of bean to bar makers actually do coffee as well they they do both bean to bar chocolate bars and they do coffee as well um, because it is a very similar process, different bean, but a, a sim- yeah. similar process. But and you've had, I'm sure you've all had, you know, that coffee that has that little hint of uh, chocolate in it. It's uh, it's usually because they're growing next to cacao yep. plants, and yep. it's it's a great flavor, right? Oh yes, yeah, yeah. Some of my favorite, you know, being a coffee addict that I am, <laughs> some of my favorite coffee came from Australia, and um, in in one of the farms there. It was it was definitely next to some cacao trees because it was like heavy heavy duty chocolate yeah. flavor. It was really it's really really good. What was your favorite place to travel to? Uh, they all were so different and unique. Um, Belize was an adventure, definitely. Um, if you've ever been to Belize, I don't know the howler monkeys sounded like Jurassic Park yeah, was coming yeah. to attack in the middle of the night. Um, so it definitely, it was it was a beautiful country and a lot of adventure there. So that was probably one of my favorites. It was one of my first trips too, so uh, exciting. something to remember. Yeah, you could tell your face lights up when you're talking about it. So, so what's the future look like for Heartbeat Farms? The future. So, you know, I'm open. I, you know, we're going to continue doing our soups. We've introduced a salsa and a sauce as well, farm to table. Um, we are, I'd like to test out this garden to bag program and see how it evolves. Potentially, we might have multiple large gardens instead of one large farm. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm dabbling. I'm going to see how it goes. Um, I work with some amazing college interns that help me and learn and also contribute to strategy going forward. I love to hear their feedback because they have a different energy and excitement about these things. Um, And my kids are very much involved in everything I do. So it inspires me to watch them and get their feedback. How many children do you have? I have three children. Um, My son's 19. almost 16-year-old girl and 13-year-old girl. So the girls especially, they were they used to run the CSA. They, they you know, work with my customers. They knew my customers better than I knew my customers. And, they you know, they're spewing out recipes and what to do with kale and what to do with Swiss chard. That's and awesome. that is what really inspires me watching that because sure. I know that 
You've really made a difference. Yeah. You've made a difference in their life and and for the better. Um, Speaking of, by the way, before we were speaking about your farmer's market at Smith Haven Mall on Thursdays, four to seven, um, do you do you have our good friend here at Healthy Lifestyle, Susan from Ten Coffee out in Shirley? Yes, I do. Oh my God, is that <laughs> speaking of coffee? By the way, really good coffee. Yes. Susan's the best, isn't yes, she? She is participating. Yes, our little energetic bunny here. She's she has more energy, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's, it's it has nothing to do with all the coffee she drinks. <laughs> wink, 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 wink. She has she has lavender honey that she puts in tea out there. That is. The bomb, the absolute best. I, I keep trying to get that recipe, Susan, hint, hint. So you have to give me the potato chip recipe. She has to give me the, the honey lavender recipe, and, and we're all good. That sounds really exciting. It looks like your your future is, is just huge. Um, I ask all of my guests this question because it's important for us to know. I like to know, and it's always good to know that our guests know this. Is So what's your why? Why do you do what you do? I, you know, sometimes you question why you're doing something. Oh, I should be in, go back to corporate America or go do this, but I can't. I just am drawn to, to this, you know, I, no matter what I do, this pulls me back. And the why comes from, you know, working with kids who just brighten up when, they're smelling or tasting mint or picking a carrot out of the ground or biting into a tomato that was right off the the vine. Or when I watch my kids talking to a customer about, you know, how they, you know, did kale chips the other night and, you know, sharing those thoughts. Kale chips are outstanding. (laughs) If you've never had them and you can make them at home, it's so easy and they're so good. They're addictive. But it's just, I think, you know, Sometimes when you, you really just, when you're drawn to something, I'm the person who will go with it. Doesn't always get me to the right place. <laughs> just like my trips to, to the Central America, how I got there, I don't know. It just was a passion. Something said, I really want to learn more about chocolate. And I went with it. And I'm that person who will go with it, good or bad. Which I love because I, I talk about this all the time is the universe gives you the signs and you know you're doing the right thing because it just lights you up. You know it's the right thing when it comes easily and something just drops in front of you and you know you're right on the right path because it really seems like it's coming too easy. Yeah. And I also know when I'm on the right path when I can't remember what got me there. And that's that's exactly what you're saying. You're like, I don't remember how I ended up here. Because some people ask me, well, how did you end up doing what you're doing? And I'm like, you know, I don't know, except I followed my my right. inner voice and followed the, the signs that the universe was giving me, source, universe, whatever you want to yeah. call it, God, whatever. Um, but there are signs that absolutely confirm and reconfirm that you're doing the right thing. And we'll actually, you ever see a cat play with a, a toy, it bats it from the right, it bats it from the, but it keeps it right in between its paws. That's what the universe does to yeah. us. It kind of bats us from the right, it bats us from the left, exactly. it's like get back on track. And so when you were doing those trips and no idea why, I'm sure that's that's what it came down to. So you, you're inspired by giving back, by watching the children. Are you going to continue to do education for kids? Yes. Um, we're um, working with the garden right now. Um, obviously, right now, is, it's a little tough with COVID and what we can and cannot do. So it's limited. Um, but the plan is to introduce some programs when things get 
a little bit better. Right, right. So, and they will, and they will, and they are. They're they're yep. getting better every single day, and we're getting better at doing this. So, yep. uh, so <laughs> certainly are. <laughs> so I like it. I lo- I love the humanity that is coming out of this. I only look at the positive. I'm the unicorn and butterfly girl. No, no doubt. You know, there's no question in my mind. But um, or others, quite frankly. Um, but I see so much good coming out of it, and so much humanity coming out of it. That's I think what universe wanted to tell us that we're. We all can be affected by something like this. It doesn't matter what country you're from. It doesn't matter what your religion is. We're all affected by it. But at the end, we're all human, and we need to help each other. And you do that in a very significant way with your Heartbeat Farms. And I appreciate you being here. I appreciate you. You inspire me. I'm sure you inspired our listeners as well. So thank you so much for being on today, Jennifer. Thank you for having me. I would love to have you back again so you can talk more about your Farmer's Market. Again, Smith Haven Mall Farmer's Market on Thursday from 4 to 7. You can see uh, you can see Jennifer at Heartbeat Farms you can see our good friend Kevin Brown micro Long Island Microgreens you can see our other good friend Susan Tend Coffee from Shirley and uh, they'll all keep you as well as 20 other wonderful amazing vendors because if they're associated with you Jennifer I'm sure they're outstanding and amazing so thank you so thank much you. for being here and thank you all for joining us today on Healthy Lifestyle with Lorianne my heart is always lifted by sharing this time with you and I appreciate you coming with us on this journey so I want to thank again I want to thank Jennifer Ross from Heartbeat Farms that's heartbeatfarms.com definitely 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 shop locally it helps everyone and it'll keep you healthy as well remember we are here to serve one another so take a moment step out of your day and do a little something for someone else and remember always do a little something for yourself it it doesn't have to be big just do a little something be kind to yourself have kind thoughts that really works create new habits remember it only takes 21 days to build a habit and 90 days to build a lifestyle so start with one and see where it goes in the meantime please stay healthy please stay safe show love to others by showing social distancing and thank you again for joining us on healthy lifestyle play a higher role serve a higher purpose i'm Ann kasdia until next time show up for you and show up big The views and opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of this station, JVC Broadcasting, management, or its sponsors.